This is the School of Sales show, the show for women who want to experience outrageous financial success through persuading for good. So let's go ahead and get into it. Have you ever experienced a circumstance that has felt like it has caused you to absolutely stop in your tracks? It's caused you to spiral out of control and make your mind create all these crazy, insane stories. I want to let you know you're not alone because I've coached hundreds of women and they are all so smart and it can so easily happen to it, it actually, I feel like especially very smart people, very smart women to fall into victimhood simply by letting their mind getting out of control. So today I want to tell you how to really stop that from happening, catch yourself, and then also get yourself out of it. So your energy can be used in the right way. I actually experienced something this week that helped me um, realize how important and powerful this is. I actually experienced it like two or three times this week. Uh, there's a lot going on, a lot of growth, a lot of new decisions, a lot of new directions, a lot, just a lot. And so it's causing these circumstances this, that is forcing me to really take inventory of my mind. And this is a really good thing. Like if this is happening to you, this means that you're pursuing really big goals and experiencing all that life has poss the possibility of offering to you when you pursue growth. So it's all good things. It's not good when you don't know how to manage it and control it. So that's what I wanna talk about today. So this past uh, couple of weeks, I have had the chance to offer a new offer to someone that I've never done before. Um, it's a totally new way of doing business and doing what we do. And it is so exciting. I know for a fact, I'm certain that I can help this um, company like major, major, majorly. And it's just really exciting. So we know that sales is a process. It's not a singular event. And so what that means is you are consistently in conversation to move people over the buying process. It's not a one-time pitch, it's not a one-time message, it's a lot of back and forth with lots of little agreements to get all the way to the final decision, either a yes or a no, right? We just want the final, final decision. We want zero maybes. And so this process started and it was going really well, really quickly. We had um, a call, I sent some information, I got some information back and was able to kind of give my opinion and then they were able to say, oh, I like your opinion. And uh, it just was going really, really well. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to craft my offer and present it. And I, I've never done an offer like this before. And so I just did the best that I knew how to do, to be honest. And it was, you know, over a couple of six figure offer. And, you know, it, at this point we were going back and forth a lot. And then once I gave the offer, it felt like, it was just silent. It ended up being about 36 hours before I heard back, but for the first six hours of not hearing back, my mind went psychotic. I started making all these stories and creating all these potentially terrible case scenarios that were happening um, because I wasn't hearing back. I was thinking, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. They think that that was crazy. That was a terrible offer. What was I thinking? Just 
just all of this stuff that I was really making it mean about me. And that's really when I had my moment of like, okay, Macy, let's do some work here to decide what is causing your brain to be manic, to be honest. And so I sat down and I asked myself this question and I wrote it down with pen and paper. Here's my journal. This is where I write. I write every single morning. This is a, on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm showing you my journal where I write and write and write answers to questions that I ask myself. And the question was, what am I making this mean? What am I making this mean? This circumstance is something that everybody can agree on and can determine that it is a fact. And the fact was, it's been six hours since I had heard back. Everyone that I explained the scenario to could agree with that statement. And so the reason that it's so important to pull the data out is you can get like just overwhelmed with drama. I haven't heard back at all. I hear crickets, like just full of drama statements that are simply not helpful. So the first step is to really kind of comb out what is the fact. It's been six hours since I heard back. And then you can decide what do I want to make it mean? And at the time for that first six hours, what I was making it mean was, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And that statement alone, you're not going to believe this, but it is a victim me statement. Because when I say, I don't know, the nature of that question is, I don't know, so I can't do anything. I don't know, so I'm going to roll over on my back and just wait to see what happens. I don't know, so I can't move. I just have to sit here. And that is, in my opinion, kind of what a victim mentality is, is it's not in your control. Everything is happening to you. And so when I kind of found that to be true, that, that that's what I was thinking, that I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making it mean something about me. I then asked the next question, which was, what do I want to make this mean? I know what I, my default is. It's a little victim-y. So what do I want to make this mean? And what I wanted to make it mean was they're simply thinking about it. And my desired outcome is what I believe is going to happen. That's what I choose to believe that will come out on the other side of this. Now, whether it does or doesn't, if I were to think in either camps, the, the final decision has not been made. But deciding what side I want to live on affects how I show up. So if I'm living on this, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm doing. Guess what? Guess the actions. Guess what the actions were that I were taking. I was taking. I was taking no actions. I was sitting around thinking about worst case scenarios and really like kind of buffering almost now that I think about it. I would kind of um, get really scattered in my head, kind of bounce around on what it needs to be done around the other parts of my business, but nothing was actually moving forward. But when I got into this place of how I wanted to think about it, what I found is that I was actually taking actions as if it were going to move through. And those actions were really preparing. I was rallying certain team members. I was filling them in. I was reviewing all the information that was sent. I was studying all the information that, that was sent. I was getting a game plan ready. What would happen next when this goes through? And I was really becoming the person that they would want to work with. And I could not believe the difference that I felt by simply 
deciding what I wanted the circumstance to mean. And what is so crazy is when she got back to me, you want to know what was keeping her from, from responding? She said, oh my goodness, Stacy, um, one of our critical team members is actually going into labor earlier than expected, so we're filling the gaps. So you're telling me that for six hours I lost. I lost this precious, most amazing six hours where I could have gotten who knows what done. I was making this insane story about something when really it was actually nothing. It was nothing. And so the process picked right back up and we're still in the process and I feel really good about it. But I feel even better because I've spent time preparing and becoming the right person and that someone like them would want to work with. You know, I recently was um, listening to something from Alex and Layla Hermosi, and they were kind of talking about gym launch and how one of the bigger mistakes that they made was they overhired. And when they realized that they had overhired, they had to let go a group of people, like 30 people all at once. And they talked about how painful it was and how they um, wouldn't wish that upon anybody and, and all of the stuff really reflecting about what a miserable time it was. And one of the things that they said was the people that were let go, they went to Glassdoor and just let the company have it. Like talk about how terrible Jim Launch was and how terrible Alex and Layla were and how, um, you know, they were just not valued or in all of this stuff. And when I heard them say that, I thought, wow, like those people that were let go, they made it mean something about them. They made it mean that they were not valued. They made it mean that they didn't care about them. And so their energy was spent posting on Glassdoor. They were probably gossiping with the other teammates. They were probably trashing them on their own personal social media. But if they made it mean that, oh, wow, Alex and Layla, they totally just made a mistake here. I have gained and acquired some incredible skills that are going to overflow into the next role that I'm in. I'm going to go sell myself into an even better position than I was at gym launch. And what a great opportunity to do that. Do you see how the energy is spent in two polar opposite ways? Simply by changing how you make it mean for you. See, victims, they make something mean of it about them all the time. When really, it might not mean anything about them, or they could even decide. Just simply, literally, it's just a choice. It's a decision to make it mean something else. Even if it's true or not, what matters is that they believe it. We have a coach, Myron Golden. If you are familiar with him on YouTube, you might know that he has polio. Or excuse me, he had polio as an infant, which has caused him to have to wear a brace on his leg ever since he was a little kid. So he hasn't been able to do a lot of running and jumping and playing like little kids do. And he calls polio and the brace on his leg his contributing factor. That is a contributing factor of his life. It is the cards that he was dealt. He says that he has control over the determining factor. He gets to determine what polio means for him in his life. And he says now that he's an adult, he has made his polio experience mean that his body had to slow down so that his mind could speed up. And if you, you have heard him, you know what he means by that. He's brilliant. He's just rattling off scripture and quotes and 
memories and tells stories and communicates better than almost anybody I've ever seen. His body slowing down made him have to learn how to communicate and use his mind. That's what he's determining about his contributing factor. And you can apply this to any part of your life. I mean, a determining factor could be that your husband got home an hour late and you could make it mean that he doesn't care about you. Or you could make it mean that he wanted to wrap up some loose ends at work so he could be fully present over the weekend. Think about how different you would approach your husband if you were to decide that he actually cares about you even more to be fully present over the weekend by being an hour late home from work today. It's a huge deal. And it's insane because no matter how smart you are, when a circumstance happens that makes you super emotional, you forget that you can take control of your brain. High emotion equals low intelligence. High emotion equals low intelligence. And when you're highly emotional and you can't get control of your brain, it only gets more and more emotional and it gets stronger and stronger and it almost becomes like this, this tide that just takes you in and you cannot get out of it for the life of you. And so use your, your awareness, right? This is a lack of awareness problem, but use your awareness to know, hey, okay, when I start thinking, I don't know, when I start feeling confused, when I start thinking that I'm overwhelmed or that something is happening to me or that someone meant harm on me, I'm going to just stop, grab a piece of paper. I can't encourage you enough to write it down and ask yourself, what am I making this mean? Write it out. Take a look. See what your brain is thinking. I, I swear you don't even know what you're thinking until you write it down and then you read what you just wrote down. And then ask yourself, what do I want to make it mean? And then choose. You might choose the first journal prompt. You might choose, I want to make it mean that I don't know what I'm doing. And that's fine, but just do it consciously. And know what thought is, what, what, excuse me, what actions are coming from that place, that thinking of, I don't know. And just decide that you're cool with those actions and just be sure that you really like your reasons. It is such a shame to see such smart, capable women just fall off the bandwagon and get stuck because of one little circumstance that really has nothing to do with them. And they could actually decide what they want to do with that information, with that circumstance, take control of their mind and move forward stronger and better than ever. Love to know what you think about this episode. Drop it in the comments below and we'll see you on the next one.